Welcome, I am Rayanne Hall, and this is The Optimistic Choice. Today's guest is Kirsten O'Shills, amazing woman, a past coach of mine, and just, I can't wait for you to hear her. The topic is rising up from loss, and when you hear her story, you are going to be inspired how she just faced everything and kept forging ahead. So thank you and welcome, Kirsten. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me, Rianne. I am so excited to be on here and so proud of you for doing such a great job on this. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, anyway, you have been a woman of influence in my life. I even dedicated one of my books to you, to you and several other women. So anyway, well, tell us a little bit about yourself and why I'm so impressed with you. Everyone's going to hear right now. So tell us about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> So my background is I'm a professional opera singer. Um, I have been teaching performance and presence for over 30 years. And I took that skill set and brought it to the business world, really focusing on the combination of body language, mindset, and your energy set and how all those work together to create a really impactful presence that not only brings your business to the next level, but creates an incredible impact in your life. So now as the nation's leading body language strategist, I coach internationally. I have, uh, I've spoken internationally as a keynote speaker. I love teaching these workshops about how to show up with confidence, competence, trust, and approachability. So people are really drawn to you and Everything that you do is now up-leveled and has impact, has influence, and most of that's without saying a word. Yes, it is, and you're so good at teaching us that, and I, and I even love your sense of humor when you're talking about, you know, different mannerisms that you can do and how you can spot what someone's kind of thinking or, you know, things like that. Anyway, it's awesome, and what you do is you build confidence in people by helping them bring out their strengths. That's what I noticed, and capitalizing on that. And anyway, I highly recommend you. I know that you faced a lot of loss. Thank recently. you. And, oh, you're welcome. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about that experience? I mean, you had trial after trial after trial. Could you talk a little bit about something in there and how you overcame? Oh, yes, I can. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We've been on quite the journey, the least. Uh, so just to give some backstory, uh, I was living in Washington State where I grew up in uh, beautiful Little Maple Valley, Washington, and I've owned my house there for 20 years. And that's where I've taught voice lessons. That's where I've done my coaching, you know, the base for my coaching virtually mostly um, and where I raised my kids. And in July of 2019, I went uh, with some friends for the weekend over to Lake Chelan. We had a great time. And I came home and I walked in my house and I hear rushing water. And I am looking around, you know, it's just that, that deep dread that all of oh, a sudden yeah. just hits in your bones. And so I'm looking around the house trying to find the source of this water. I cannot find it anywhere. But I hear it coming from underneath my sink. So long story short, I shut off the water to the house. I have the plumbers come. I have inspectors come and come to find out I have a catastrophic water leak under the slab of the house 
which in turn completely destroyed it. It totally um, compromised all the slab in the house because it was going under. And what we got it measured, it was 131,000 gallons of water oh my went goodness. underneath the house. So that's six to seven swimming pools. Yeah. That's a lot of water. And that much water does a lot of damage. So um, they had to move us out. They moved us into a beautiful house out in uh, rural Maple Valley. So we were in uh, this mansion on 20 acres of property. We had elk walking through our backyard all the time. It, it was a very uh, unique experience. And um, unfortunately, at first, the insurance decided uh, they thought it was pre-existing conditions. And so they were not going to fix the house. And so we had to fight it. They were only willing at first to pay 10% of the damages. We came back, uh, I got a lawyer, we had to prove that it was uh, not pre-existing conditions. It was a catastrophic leak that happened, which we did. And, but that took a year to do that. And then just as we're getting that proven, COVID hits and everything's shut down. So no work can be done on the house anyway. Oh, no. uh, so it took a, you know, a full six months because then everybody's backlogged and we had to get on somebody's schedule. So we really didn't get work started on the house until this last February of 2021. So that was a year and a half that the house sat, you know, sat just desolated and destroyed. So we finally get work. They had to completely gut every ounce of the inside of the house. There are no walls in the house. They had to, they had to um, take it out down to dirt and dig four feet down from there because so much of the soil had been compromised and wasn't great anymore. So, I mean, it was a full catastrophic leak. Oh, boy. And uh, so we're finally in the process of that and um, <laughs> hoping upon hope that this is going to get done as soon as possible. And we're still living in this beautiful house. And in March, late March, uh, now keep in mind, I said we lived out in rural Maple Valley. And now I, I mean rural. Our driveway was a mile-long dirt road. So no one accidentally goes by this house. No one, everybody had a hard time finding it on purpose. Everybody got lost. Yeah. So there was one day in late March where all of a sudden a bunch of cars kept driving by the house and they stop and they take pictures with their cell phone and, and then they're driving off. And I mean, it was multiple cars. Very, very unusual. Very, very strange. Yeah. And this is on a Friday. So I, I have had to finish up work. It's about 5.30 in the evening. I call up the owner and I say, Carol, are you having work done on the house? Because there's a bunch of people driving by the house today. They were taking pictures and driving off. It just seemed a little strange. And she said, uh, yeah, I don't know how to tell you this, but actually the house went into foreclosure and it's going up for auction tomorrow morning. Oh boy. So <laughs> that's ugly news. That's what we call exceptionally ugly news, uh, which started ugly crying on my part, right? <laughs> I'm not going to lie. There, there was a whole bunch of ugly crying in that moment. 
um, I, I left a message for my lawyer because he'd already left for the day. I, I can imagine he probably didn't even understand a word of what I said because I'm, you know, I'm trying to leave a message through all this crime. So once I collected myself, I started, I got online, I'm looking everywhere for a new place for us to move in. The insurance wanted to put us, they said, we'll put you in a hotel. I said, absolutely not. Because <laughs> I, my studio for voice lessons was inside the house. So I'm like, you can't put a baby grand inside of a one person hotel room. Right. That's not going to work. So I start, and um, they have a relocation system that they use but that tends to take a while and so i started looking on my own so that's where i was like okay time to jump into action step into power let's let's get some answers let's get some things moving forward so i spent the whole weekend looking at you know any place in the area where we could move into that would take a short-term lease because that was the the hard part insurance would only work with places that would take short-term lease so if the house took another six months, they weren't locked in for a year lease. Sure. So that was the only thing they would approve. Well, I literally, I, I was on that computer, on that phone, looking 24 seven, pretty much that whole weekend, no joke. I could not find a single place that would take a short term lease and have the space that we needed in the entire state of Washington. Oh boy. Absolutely nothing. So, because the market is so hot for seller, everybody's selling their properties. So there was nothing available. And uh, I had come down to Texas the November before that to visit some friends that are down here, friends that I've been, um, we've known each other since high school. And I really enjoyed and really liked Texas. And my grandma's from Texas, I have roots here. And at that point, I had thought, okay, maybe once all the house stuff is done, you know, that it just kind of triggered in my mind. Maybe when my kids are done with school, with high school, I might consider moving to Texas. But for me, that was, well, I mean, I was thinking more like five years down the line. This was a very long-term thought. Well, since I couldn't find anything in the state of Washington, I thought, you know, why not look in the state of Texas? <laughs> So you know, this is you got to think outside the box, right? When, when tragedy hits, that's when those walls of those boxes have got to fall away, and you've got to look as far and wide as you can. Yes. Right. Well, I looked all the way to the other side of the country. Yeah, you did. So I opened my possibilities. <laughs> so, and I found a couple places. I found a townhouse that would do short term. Um, I actually got on the phone with them before the weekend was over. And by the time my lawyer called me back Monday morning, he, he was trying to strategize and come up with some ideas. I said, nope, I've already got this figured out. I'm done with this hot mess here in Washington. I have found a place. Here's the apartment. Insurance is responsible for my housing. So they're going to move me to Texas because I don't have anywhere else to go. And I, I can hear him over, the, you know, you can hear that blinking, like, yes. seriously, right? <laughs> and I said, yes, seriously. And after, he thought about it for a few minutes and he's like, oh, okay, actually, this might work. <laughs> and I said, no, you don't understand. This is going to work because we don't have any other choice. And, and I took that whole rest of that week and 
I got a ridiculous amount of things accomplished. And I, I'm just going to say it was divine intervention in those moments. It was ridiculous how many things lined up as they needed to, which really should not have happened. Mm -hmm. And um, one thing that didn't line up was I could not find a single U-Haul avail U-Haul truck for moving available in the entire state of Washington. Oh my goodness. Now the blessing is I have an extended minivan that I drive. I now feel she's the best purchase I've ever made in my life. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> well, I was even able to get my car checked before we go. I went and bought new tires. I was still working a full work week. I had lunch with every one of my friends that I wanted to make sure I could touch base with before I left. I got all the, um, the schooling records. I got all the medical. I mean, it was ridiculous yes. yeah. how much got done. And we, and then we also took that week to pack the van and we literally drove out of the garage only with what we could fit in the minivan and drove to Texas. Oh goodness. And we did that. Now this was this was living in faith. This was living in a lot of faith. But I just I had this pull and I knew it was gonna be okay. And my daughter turns to me as we're driving out of the garage and she said, Mom, do we have approval for this from insurance? And I said, Honey, this is what we're gonna do. We're either going on a really long road trip with a lot of stuff, or we're moving to Texas and we're gonna find out on the way. Now again, the beauty of the situation is that next week, we had, I had already taken off because it was spring break for my kids. Nice. So I had 10 days to move us. That's good. And, um, and so I kept calling it insurance through Idaho, through Utah, <laughs> as I'm on the road driving, no joke, with the dog in my lap the whole way down to Texas. And we got approval, I'm not joking, out in the middle of nowhere in Colorado. There's literally a tree and two cows. <laughs> and that's all you can see for miles, right? Yeah. And, and I get the call from insurance, okay, you, okay, you got approval. However, you have to sign the lease within the next hour. Oh, oh great. Right? And, and I'm like, what? Are you kidding? And so I get off the phone and I remember thinking, I'm like, oh my Lord, how am I going to get this done in the next hour? And I'm, I'm driving up a hill as I'm having this thought. And just as we come over the crest of the hill, there's a truck stop with Wi-Fi oh. right on the other side of the hill. So I pulled in, I'm docu-signing on my phone. Because yeah. uh, even my computer and all that stuff is all packed away. Yes. And I, I mean, I mean, we were stuffed to the gills right. in, in that minivan. We took every <laughs> little amount, uh, amount that we could, but had to leave all the rest. And so uh, it took from that Friday phone call to picking up the keys to my new townhouse. We, we moved into a townhouse in uh, Texas was 12 days. Ah. Uh, which is unheard of. Like trying to move within three months is ridiculous. Let yes. me tell you, 12 days, that's a lot. 
Yes. Yes. What kind of propelled you forward? I mean, I feel like you just took the ball and went with it and you just started being proactive about everything. And you were just like, your wheels were spinning and you were like, not going to go give it to despair. You know, it's no. almost like it was just your attitude that helped you move forward. What else helped you move forward? Uh, you know, one huge, huge part of this and a huge lesson for me uh, was really uh, down to the soul, making the decision of letting go. Oh, that's powerful. I, that was so, and letting go, uh, not just of the material things, mm -hmm. because we literally only came down with 1% of our belongings. Right. Right. Uh, and that's, I mean, and that's all, all my stuff that was in my Maple Valley house. That's all, that was all in storage. Right. So, I, I mean, we literally left 99% of our belongings behind and we, it very much clarified down to the soul, what was important. Oh, what a beautiful and way to see that. Every way. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, that made like taking a really big breath and I breathe I teach breathing I'm an opera singer I'm a really good yes. breather but <laughs> there was those moments of that really intensity right of oh my gosh can I really do this and um I really I personally stepped into my faith I listened to my gut which was so key mm -hmm. and I made that choice of I'm gonna let go of not only the stuff that honestly does not serve me right. moving forward, right? If it, and I will say the one, the one thing that was really hard for me to let go of, I, honestly, all the rest, I'm not a huge materialistic person. Um, I love a beautiful environment. Don't get me wrong. Yes. <laughs> Put me in a, in a really beautiful environment with a glass of wine. I'm a very happy girl, but, um, it was it was so hard to let go of my baby grand piano oh i bet oh that my. was so so hard now technically she's still mine her name's ruby ruby <laughs> and i have been together for over 20 years yeah <clears throat> she's helped me raise over a million dollars of scholarship monies for my students wow so we've been through a lot together um she was also the place i would go when i was really really having a hard time in life yeah. And honestly, um, I would say that choice of going down and sitting with her and just playing music and, and just having that moment yeah. probably saved me from alcoholism. Sure. Honestly. Yeah. Um, and and it, it gave me that soul place to connect and just come down and, and release. Um, so again, like I said, she and I have been through a lot together. The beauty of it is one of my very good friends, Christine and Khan, and uh, they live in Renton. They had just made the decision, I guess, so divinely put together. Uh, well, we want to change some of the furniture and we're not 100% sure what we want to do with the dining area because they never really used it. Uh -huh. And um, so I was, uh, you know, they're very good friends of mine and I was <laughs> obviously telling them what was going on. And they said, if you want to, so you don't have to make this decision right now, you can move Ruby to our house and and we'll house it for you until you make that decision and um actually both con uh which the husband and carson have been playing the piano all the time and they love it oh wonderful so she's being played for love which really feeds my heart that's neat 
Yeah. Because I can tell you, I, that's the one thing I cried over, leaving behind a lot. That was another ugly crying moment. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. But it sounds like, you know, it was an opportunity for you to really recollect yourself, even your children. To mm -hmm. see, you know, when you can only pack a minivan and you're packing the most important things, it kind of tells you a little bit about yourself, your life, and and then letting go of the other things and getting that clarity and having that fierce determination to just keep going forward. I totally yeah. admire your strength because that must have been so emotionally taxing. And oh yeah, you went mind, body, soul. <laughs> you, went from, you know, you felt it. It was real. You know, you did mm -hmm. the ugly cry, and you said, "Okay, yeah. now let's get moving." Now, how yes. how would you say optimism came in, came back to you? You know, after all that. I would say, you know, really stepping into the faith of this is going to be okay. And, and really the optimism was fed by making the choice to listen to my gut. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's one thing that a lot of people don't realize or, or take into consideration with optimism. It needs to be fed. Yes, it does. You got yes. that right. Optimism needs to be fed and it has to come from somewhere. It's not going to land in your lap. It's got to come from somewhere. And I really chose, it, it, this is very choice driven. I chose to listen to my gut. I chose to step into my faith and it has never failed me. That's so amazing. And, and do you, you talked a little bit about gratitude, but do you have any gratitude for this experience? So much gratitude. Oh my gosh. I feel like this is the, that really nightmare blessing in disguise. Yeah. <laughs> Not just a blessing, it's a nightmare blessing in disguise. Because um, I'm so grateful for where we are now. I love Texas being here. I love, I really feel like we've come home. I feel like we have a connection here. I've already made really amazing connections, both personally and business-wise. Um, it was you look so like amazing. A Texas lady, I've, I've just said you well, look thanks, like a Texas lady. But anyway, keep going. What were you saying? Uh, so uh, again, you know these beautiful things. When you leave opportunity open, yes, right. These beautiful things can show up in your life. And um, I found a really, I'm, I'm a, a wine girl. I love, I, I've always uh -huh. been a fan of that. Just just in the, um, the art of it, right? Uh -huh. And so there's, this town is so dang cute. There's a really cute little winery that's actually in the middle of the town. Oh. And they source from all over the world and then they make the wine in the basement. Interesting. Yeah, so it's it's a very international um, hometown winery called Water to Wine, oh. and it that's become one of my favorite places. So I went there. I was having one of those days where I was like, okay, I've got to get so much done. Uh, school hadn't started yet, so my kids are in the apartment. You know, now we're in a small apartment compared to the forty-five thousand square foot house that we were in in Maple Valley. <laughs> <No. All right. laughs> so it's a little different energy, uh, but I love it. I love our place. But, you know, when it's small, there's a lot of noise. There can be a lot of distractions. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to go to the winery. They have Wi-Fi. I'll sit there. It's a beautiful environment. I'll get a lot done. And, you know, I can finish this up. Well, so I happen to listen to the person next to me at their table, and they're talking about networking groups. Well, of course, my business here 
kicks in yes. right away. And I lean over. I'm like, do you mind sharing that information with me? I happen to be a business person. So start talking with them. And this is a week after we've moved here. Okay. Again, very divinely yes. moved through how everything's gone. And so I start talking with this lovely lady called Brenda is her name. And uh, she does insurance and she's uh, she helps to run some of the networking groups around here. So we started talking about that. I started sharing that I had just partnered with a company called Locals Give Back who helps women get out of domestic violence or families that are fleeing domestic violence because I'm a domestic violence advocate. And uh, what they do is they bring them in to be part of the call center for Vivint Home Securities. And part of the system is they actually pay for me to come in and work with them, train them to up-level their lives and give right. them more sustainable skills for business. So they have a sustainable and you know sustainable income and create more stability for their families. And they also, uh, she asked me to be a partner in training our affiliates. So anybody in the housing industry. So now I've jumped into this and the beauty is everybody up levels. And, and I was so, so excited. I just signed the contract the day before and Brenda goes, that's amazing. She invites the owner of the winery to come over Oh. And says, so Angel, I love everything I'm hearing from this really lovely lady. We need to support this. I would like to host an event here. How about in three weeks? And she's going to oh. talk about this to all of our networking stuff. Oh my goodness. Yeah. This is great. <laughs> exactly. I, it's just been amazing. But again, it, and I keep reminding myself because we're still in the middle of dealing, finishing up the house and there's always things with that right that, that yes. process isn't 100 done yet but we we have made progress with it and so in those moments i just keep reminding myself of what a blessing that ginormous nightmare moved me into yes right it really it was a momentum pusher for me uh i think it was that god's nudge of like okay honey it's time to go to the next level and the next level is totally somewhere else and not what you think it is. Yeah. As yeah. usual, right? Yes. And you guys, sometimes it's more of a push. <laughs> and, well, sometimes it's a shove off the cliff and you go, 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 almost like before you land no on your feet. I got, yeah. you. <laughs> I got you. You got to get you going here. <laughs> yes. Um, and it worked. But yeah. I, again, I think it was that the optimistic part is I made the choice to listen to my gut, to step into my faith and really always keep my eye open for opportunities. Yes. Right. Uh, and that's been the beauty of this. It feels like a fresh start. We ended up, um, again, leaving all that stuff behind. So everything we have here is new. It's fresh. Um, I, I love how it's set up and our apartment's super cute because we have a deck that's right at the top of the trees. So I feel like we live in a tree house. Uh -huh. um, it just, it's a beautiful energy here. Oh, that's so wonderful. I'm so happy for you. And before we go any further, how can we reach you? How can people reach you about this event and um, get connected with that? Because it is such a great way. It's win, win, win all around. It the world. is win, win, win. Yes. Um, it's such a brilliant system, the way it's set up to support the domestic violence, uh, survive people fleeing domestic yes. violence, 
and, and support our affiliates that are bringing in the referrals because we really have to make sure we have uh, an and a support on both sides. Yes, right? to up level everybody. And so please reach out to me at Kirsten K E R S T I N at bodylanguagestrategy.com. That's the best way to get a hold of me and then I will connect with you and we can have that conversation because the more affiliates we bring in, the more people we can help who are fleeing domestic violence. Oh, yes, absolutely. Right? So that's what we got to make sure we're feeding both sides. And and the beauty of this is this is an international female owned company. Oh, wow. That's yes. great. So tech right that's now awesome. we're currently in seven states. And so I'm partnering with Locals Give Back to help build this and also in Canada. Our goal is all over the nation, all over Canada. Nice. That's so yes. amazing it's so great and talk about rising up from loss you know that's one of the the deepest things when you go through domestic violence at whatever level it is whether it's emotional physical mental or financial or sexual abuse you know like right. all of the the domestic violence things that are out there it is a, a loss it at a deep psychological level and absolutely it doesn't mean that you're defined by what happened to you and it doesn't mean you're stuck with all of that you can rise from that you just have to get the right support and you got to get the right mental attitude and um you know face each day and work at it do a little extra effort heal yourself yeah. open yourself up to feeling all those feelings and I could talk forever on domestic violence and like we were talking about before we started the recording it is october and it's domestic violence month so i'm glad it is domestic violence awareness all. month so this is where we really want to step into creating support for um you know all these different organizations we love to partner with organizations that are part of this uh, but really making sure we have that place and the ability to bring in more people fleeing domestic violence so we can support those families. And the yeah. beauty of this is not only are we supporting those families and you're actually supporting your own local area. So when we have affiliates, we connect you with the local areas. So you are helping your community. Oh, that's one every time. And this is where I, this is my, my personal feeling on this. I feel like we really have a chance doing this to break that chain of you know domestic violence in general but also generational abuse mm -hmm. you know we when we create stability when we create that place of confidence and it starts with the basic needs right yeah. having yeah. a home not worrying if you're going to have food on your plate you know it's for feeling, kids feeling secure in your feeling home. secure when we create yeah. that now that family can take that next step to blossom. Yes. And it's absolutely. just huge. So, oh man, I'm just so on board with all of that. So we'll get me signed up, you know, as your fellow insurance agent uh, did in Texas, I'll go ahead and get on, jump on board. It's a great cause. But before, Excellent. and not to bring all that in there, I just wanted to say it while I was feeling it. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, but, uh, so tell me, do you have anything else to say about, you know, I know you've had other loss. I don't know if you want to talk, get into all that, but is there anything else you want to say about rising up from loss? You know, I think really the biggest part of rising up for loss is 
very choice-based. It's yeah. stepping into understanding your worth. Yes. Right? That choice of I'm going to step into my worth. And then it's really, really important to surround yourself with a strong support system and your tribe that needs to support you and will. Yes. You know, Absolutely. who you surround yourself with is part of what feeds your optimism. Yeah. And when it starts going south, you got to pay attention and, you know, set up some boundaries a little bit and keep yourself going in the most positive way you can. Sometimes we can try Absolutely. to be so nice to everyone, even if they're being unkind to us. And you don't have to be unkind back, but you got to you got to set those boundaries, you know. Anyway, I don't know why I just talked yes. about that, but it's a good point. <laughs> I do know that. Well, because it, that's it, it's really hard to stay optimistic if you have that negativity around you. Yeah, or if people are reading situations in a weird way and you can't get them to reality, you have to step away from that. You, you can't be in that. It's right. Not, it's not mutual respect. It's not, you know, I think, yeah. Right. And, and I'll say, you know, I've been through that journey. Uh, this is another story uh, of yes. just growing up in an alcoholic family, right? Oh, yeah. It's, it can be very um, emotionally stressful, draining, abusive, yeah. you know, all yeah. those things. And this is the, this is where I have my joy in my work is taking a person who feels like they don't know what their power is. They don't know what their worth is. They're not, and whether they're this, there's a lot of people who are successful that still have those feelings. Right. Yes. Right. That still creep in. And the, what I love about body language strategy is it really teaches you, you get to decide how you walk into every room. Yes. When you have that confidence, when you really feel you're knowledgeable, you know how to show and protect trust, you know how to be approachable, all those things feed into a higher level of engagement uh -huh. and it gives you the power to show up and give permission of how you want your life to be. Oh, that's, that's amazing. And, and I so went through your powerful. body language strategy program and I remember and I've had some, my own successes in life, um, not crazy success, but you know, success. And uh, mm -hmm. I, I, I had such a hard time when you were trying to get me to see my higher self. Yes, your greater my, self. My greater self. That yes. I remember it was right when I just said that. I knew I worked yeah. it because you, <laughs> you purposely said greater self. Yes. Um, and I, I just uh, remember the day that I saw. Her. I mean, emotional, but I will say that you helped facilitate that, but it was, it, it, whatever disassociation there was for me, I'm going to be really vulnerable right now saying this, but uh, you encouraged me. And um, even though I didn't see her right away, I, when I did, it was, I got goosebumps all over my body right now because I'm saying, <laughs> but when I did, all of a sudden, I did start walking into rooms with more uh, confidence, yes. approachability, trust, you know, and uh, all your pillars that you talk about. And I just uh, I just wanted to tell you that I think your program is amazing. Even if people have experienced some success, you're going to help take them to the next level. Talk about up leveling. That's what you do. So thank exactly. you. Exactly. 
Thank you. Oh, it's, it's <laughs> such a blessing. Yeah. And I remember that moment. And yeah. you weren't the only one crying. I was crying too. Oh my God. <laughs> it was such a beautiful, beautiful moment. And again, this is, that's the blessing uh, to me yeah. to watch that happen. Uh, oh. And so I'm so excited. I'm actually taking this to a bigger level. I'm doing weekly coaching calls. Nice. Now, so it's open to everybody. And we're talking about these aspects in your life and your business and leadership. I'm also throwing it because I do do uh, video marketing classes about how you show up on video. So I'm adding those little tidbits in on there. But we're stepping into that same power now every single week through that half an hour coaching call. I give an actionable step, something that's just let, let's take that next step. Right. Okay. Baby step. Next one. Baby step. Next one. So the beauty is every step steps you forward into your greatness. Yes, absolutely. Oh, it's so yes. great. You know, you really do. And I see you celebrate with your other clients too. And, um, you just have such a great way about doing it. And you, when I, I saw you first, you were walking into a room and, and you caught my attention. So you, mm -hmm. what I'm trying to get at is you live what you teach and yes. you include that confidence and not arrogance and it's the right combination for me so i love you and i'm going to keep referring people to you thank you darling i appreciate you i love you too <laughs> yeah. all right well before we end i always like to do these last final thoughts it's just the first thing that comes to your mind so happiness mm -hmm. is my life uh resilience means getting up every day and making it happen and what's the first thing you notice about people? Um, how they hold their body. I like this. And now that's a little different for me because I, you know, as a body language a strategist, I really see a lot. But what I always get the comment, like, uh, as soon as they find out I'm a body language strategist, people go, oh my, okay, you're judging. Oh, geez, I'm super uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. You know, I get a lot of that. But I always say, I'm here to encourage, not to criticize. Yeah. And, and I know that core heart space for people is really represented in the carriage of their body. And then, and then we build off of that. So yeah. that's, that's the first core place I look at, but I love looking at it because I see it like Lego pieces mm -hmm. of what we can build. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's so good. And, and what are three things that help improve life? Breathing really taking those deep breaths that's huge that affects uh, we spend so much time making sure people are breathing because that is what connects literally your mind to your body because the brain is only 1.5 percent of the body mass but it takes up 20 percent of your oxygen so it's a huge functioning part of how you function physically mentally emotionally spiritually all of it the breath the breath is everything 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 and then i would say for me uh i my tribe yeah my tribe is is everything and and you know really having that solid core is so so important and then choosing joy choosing joy i like that not waiting for it to show up choose it yes that's all about optimism too. I think that's all about optimism. Like, <laughs> you choose it, you choose it. And it doesn't mean you're going to have those down moments, but it means you keep picking yourself up and choosing 
those steps that will get you towards joy and feeling more optimistic about life. Anyway, not to get on a soapbox, tell me, if you could have lunch with anyone, whether they're alive or not, who would that be? Oh, my gracious. So I would have a round table. <laughs> it wouldn't be one person. <laughs> Who's at your round table? So my round table would be Jesus, Mother Teresa, uh, Pre President Lincoln, um, I would have, let's see, who, uh, Martin Luther King for sure. Yes. Um, I would also have my grandma. Mm -hmm. She was very, Gigi was very important to me. Uh, I actually both my grandparents, my, my grandpa and my grandma, they were amazing human beings, oh, beautiful nice. people. Um, and I would start there. Yeah. Well, that's a great start. Sounds that's like a good start. <laughs> I want to, I want to listen in to that conversation. Okay. Right. When you die, how do you want to be remembered? Mm. Okay. I've already told my children this, my oldest daughter is in charge of my wake. Okay. Okay. So what I want is the first part of the day. I want everybody to get it out. I, I want you to go through the suffering of losing me. Uh, all like the so ugly, ugly crying, just get it, you know, get that all out. Everybody go home and take a nap. Yes. Okay. And then we're going to have a huge, huge party. DJ bonfire. Um, there needs to be crowd control there and it's going to be sponsored by a winery. <laughs> okay. There you go. And what are they going to say about you? How are they going to remember? Well, and that's, that's part of it is, as I under, because connection is so important to me. Oh, yeah. And so it's, it's, I want them to have that place to step into both parts of that connection. Whatever connection they had with me, if they feel a loss with that, I want them to have a place for that. But I also want them to have a joyful time remembering the great things we did together. Oh, nice. Right. So giving that space for for both sides of that to really blossom and step into it and end on a high note. I love that. I want a karaoke party at my my funeral. <laughs> nice. That's what I loved in life. That's what I loved in life. All right. And at the end of the day, life is beautiful. It is beautiful. And this, beautiful. this interview is beautiful. You're beautiful. I'm, I'm grateful for our friendship. And, you know, even though you're in Texas, maybe someday I'll, I'll stop by and say hi. <laughs> well, girl, come on down. I'll <laughs> take you to some fun I'll places, y'all. now, you hear it? Right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Aww. Well, thank you again, Kirsten. And everybody out there, keep making the optimistic choice.